Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's special guest is Catherine Savasio from Aroma Baby. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to be doing something with you again. Catherine and I got to work together when I had a previous business called Saw Collective and it's, yeah, an absolute pleasure to be able to chat with you again today. It's fantastic. I think, yeah, we've got a bit of history. It's probably close to 10 years I've known you, I would say. Yeah, that'd be about right. So, uh, yeah, I'm really thrilled to have you on the show today. Could you share a little bit about what you do and your journey of how you got here? Sure. I think, you know, most people regard me as the founder of Aroma Baby, which is a natural and organic skincare brand for mother and child. And it was started in 1994 after I found myself retrenched just before Christmas and expecting our first baby. And at that time, there were no natural products at all for babies and only a handful for for adults. Actually, I think we had Jalik and not much else and certainly nothing in Australia. So that experience of motherhood um, encouraged me to look at chemicals in product and do a lot of research. And I ended up formulating a basic range of, of things to wash and moisturise and massage both mother and child. So after that, I went back to school and I studied, uh, I did a diploma in aromatherapy and then I studied as an infant massage instructor just to understand the tactile side um, because mm. my my business, I guess, is more of a heart-centred business. So those sorts of things were really important to me. Sure. So you obviously had inspiration to start Aroma Baby then because of your own experiences and you clearly identified a gap in the market because this just wasn't as popular back then as it is today. No, I think a lot of, you know, pioneers and people that innovate uh, different product categories or service categories, they do so often out of um, a personal need, which I did. And the more I researched, the more I found out that um, there were ingredients and things linked to skin irritations and allergies and and even more serious potential health concerns with with babies and children. So Mm. I felt that with that information, I I needed to do something to offer a choice to parents and also to health professionals, because even in in the hospital system back then, they didn't even have a choice of the types of products parents could use on babies. So if if your baby had a sensitive skin or there was a family history of allergies, too bad, you had to use Mm. what was in there or nothing at all. And that does impact the your your first time parenting experience. And I think, you know, products can really enhance the bonding experience and the pleasure associated with the arrival of a newborn. So that's where I was coming from. But I did have a background in um, putting together some body care products and accessories for major fashion retailers. So I was more in fashion and editorial, magazine, that type of thing, media, before I started my own company. And it was only by accident I got retrenched. I was having a baby and it ended up that I went down this road, which is kind of crazy to be here 26 years later. Mm. Yeah, amazing. You've you know, you've been around the business block. I'm sure you've seen and experienced so many things in your time in this business and sounds like in the career you had beforehand as well. Sounds like it would have been a pretty hectic time and busy industry to be in. 
Yes, definitely. And I think, you know, the the previous role that I had, I was really almost like a junior for some of that time and I was learning. But the beauty was that I was in a small business that did a lot of different things and they put me on a plane and said, go and do some product development in Hong Kong. Go with your, my, my female boss at the time said, come with me. And she actually had an accident in Hong Kong and she broke her knee. So I got thrown in at the deep end. And I think that sort of experience, it means you have to just take over meetings and negotiations and and designing product and that sort of thing. And I flourished. I absolutely Mm. loved it. I'm quite a creative person. So even though it was really tough and I was, you know, what I thought was on the other side of the world, now I realise Hong Kong's really close. (laughs) In comparison, mm. you know, you do find that you learn a lot and you expand your your skills and your capabilities by, you know, having been, you know, kind of thrust into these situations where you do need to challenge your own boundaries. Yes, that's right. And boundaries is something that we speak about often on the show and throughout the business in our blogs and in our Facebook community. How do you go about setting your own boundaries for yourself and for the business? And and more importantly, how do you go about sticking to them? Because that is often the hardest part. Mm, that's so true. I think, you know, in the last couple of years and particularly in the last 12 months with the situation, you know, the pandemic and how it's affected working situations and social situations and even, you know, business interactions, I've really taken time out. I have my own company. We've got our own warehouse and office and a couple of staff. So I I go in there most days, but I am very happy to start the day off at home, checking emails, have a coffee, see my boys off to work and then go into the office. So I try and do long walks and clear my head if I feel that things are getting too much. Mm. Um, I think it's so important. I, I don't have any trouble to set boundaries, but it's so important, as you said, to try and keep them, which is often the biggest challenge that we face juggling, you know, family um, relationships and business as well. But mm. I think, you know, I also even start off in the morning um, when I have a shower. I'm, I'm an aromatherapist now, so I, I actually use essential oils daily and I I will choose a particular blend and I put a couple of drops in my hand and I close my eyes in the shower and I inhale Mm. and I just use that few moments for some mindfulness and gratitude or whatever it is that works for you. But even if I don't get out for a walk in that case, then I've started the day off with some peace and calm and you know, taking it back and getting centred, I guess, in in life, what's important. And that really helps me. Mm, And a really positive intention to start the day as well. Yes, definitely. That's amazing. So, you know, actually, I've I've spoken to someone recently who did something similar and um, I believe she went on a yoga retreat and they were able to mix their own essential oils and she spoke about putting her particular scent on and, and the the intention or the affirmation she set for herself was something along the lines of self-compassion and she said it was incredible the kind of power that mm. came from being able to put that scent on, smell it, set those affirmations for the day, you know, practice some self-compassion and, and it sounds mm. like there's a lot of power in that and engaging that other scent. Mm. I think because the olfactory sense is our sense of smell is the first to develop. So 
mine is highly acute. I, I have a strong sense of smell for food and for oils and obviously aromatherapy. So for me, it does really heighten the mindfulness. You know, if I'm using an oil to inhale, the whole thing goes together for me. But it's not to say that you wouldn't have, you know, a similarly powerful effect without the oils. It's just having that deep breathing and closing your eyes, I think, helps because you you go into yourself and you become present and not you know, kind of distracted by the outside noise and the clutter in your head, which is often what gets to us. That's right. So it's it's more about the intention, as you said. So whether or not you've got something to smell or a thought process that you go through, it's important just to be able to find whatever it is that works for you and quiet mm. your mind. Just quietening your mind is is like the key. Yes. Wonderful. So do you have something at the end of the day that you do as well? Do you have a ritual or routine to sort of close off your day? I try and do the same kind of thing. I do a mini meditation, if you like, um, when I get into bed. I try and do that before I get up as well, but sometimes I'm distracted. So the shower sort of little ritual is good for me. But certainly in bed before I go to sleep, I try and just, you know, go back through the day and, and have positive um, connections with maybe some of the challenges that arise and yeah. see them in a different way and then just have, you know, sort of let go of those and have some some quiet time before I drift off to sleep. If you just give yourself that space to do that, I think it can really help you to have a more restful, peaceful sleep and uh, stop you waking up and worrying about things in the middle of the night or, you know, at three in the morning yeah. kind of thing. As we all do, yeah. Mm. So can you tell me about a time in your life that you did hit burnout and how did you sort of pull yourself out of the slump? Uh, look, definitely there's been a couple of times. I think in my in my life experience I've been through a very messy divorce and that itself, you know, that that's a really challenging thing because you have your children involved if, if you have children and, and we did. Mm. We had two young children at the time. It's 16 years ago now, so it's difficult for me to even think back to what happened and how I coped. I think it was just taking one day at a time at at that time. Mm. Um, I'm much more present and much more aware now. I think, you know, this whole mindfulness and taking time to stop and have gratitude and look at things differently, not attaching a meaning to things where they go not the way you planned. I'm supporting a friend, a very close friend through some medical treatment at the moment. And I've not been in the office much and I've been completely available to my friend. And even that in itself can be incredibly challenging because you it's an emotional roller coaster mm. trying to be strong for someone trying to run the business, um, explaining to staff why you're not there. And I've got an amazing little team and um, it took a while to get the the couple of people that I have, but I think your 2IC, your your key support people are so important to being able to run a business the way you need to in, in times of challenge and being able to say, you know what, I'm going through a tough time. I need some time out and having, you know, my colleague at the office just say, you know what, she'll step up, she'll come in some extra hours or whatever it takes. So I think your support network is really important Mm. Um, and and making sure that you do say no. Sometimes you can't say no because, you know, things are, you know, a particular way or your, your role within that particular situation might be that you 
you go ahead and do what what things uh, need to be done and maybe stretch yourself to your limit. But it's yeah. about taking that time out and coming back to the situation or the challenge with love and with a good intention and positive energy. So that's what I try and do. Mm. And I can imagine, as you said, it would be pretty tough on yourself as well. Often the support people in those situations are carrying a lot and it can be exhausting and emotionally draining and all of those things as well. So yes. equally <laughs> important, yeah, to be taking care of yourself through that period as well as sure. your friend. Yeah. 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 So how do you now balance the demands of a busy lifestyle to avoid burnout happening? Well, I think I've I've learned through this last period of time that things are beyond your control. I think as business women, we we often the nature of the beast is that we often like to have things in order and to be in control so we know what's coming next and how to manage family or children if we have them and and pets and whatever else is in Mm. our lives. So I think it's about letting go of some of that control. And often, you know, the the saying goes that we see things in other people that are, you know, mirroring things in ourselves that we perhaps need to look at. So I think that's a really good way to look at things that that annoy you. Where's the lesson here for me? And um, often that's enough just to get you back into your, you know, kind of quiet time and, and clear your head and be present and not making it into something that it's not or not attaching a meaning to something, whether it's, you know, an account that you didn't get or a, a trip you couldn't take or having to let go a staff member or something going wrong with an order. It's about having good communication and good leadership skills, even if you're just leading one or two people. And I think those sorts of things are, you know, if you are a good leader, and I just did a leadership course actually through um, La Trobe Uni through COVID Mm -hmm. as part of their MBA program. And even though I've been a leader of sorts of the business for so long, and we've gone from having a bigger team to a a little tiny team to a leader of the home to a leader of, you know, whatever event you might be organising, I think all of those sorts of things that they talked about, you know, listening with inquiry. So you're actually really listening and trying to understand what the other person's saying. And I think there's a very empathetic way of listening which really gives value to the other person. So whether it's a team member or a family member, you know, things like repeating those questions back and trying to word it in a way that um, helps them understand that you understand what they're talking about. Yeah. And I think those sorts of things, you have people feeling valued and, uh, and, and also being able to communicate in that way that you are a kind communicator and you're encouraging the people around you and the team and the family, the, the children, to also communicate with kindness and inquiry so that they're not making assumptions. And mm. that, that's really helped me a lot as well, just to look at how can I be a better leader, you know, better employer, understand my strengths and weaknesses and see where are the areas that I need to work on. And maybe it's one of them is saying no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that's how you avoid burnout because I am a nurturer. I love doing anything that is to do with nurturing and I do it through my business and I do it at home. But sometimes if you don't step back and allow other people to to step up, you're mm-hmm. disempowering people 
And that's a really interesting thing as well to to be observing in yourself where you're not allowing people to flourish because you just take over and nurture everyone, <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a lot of learnings, particularly through the, the leadership program you've done as well. Definitely, yes, definitely. Yeah. Something really positive to come out of COVID then for you for the past 12 months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So in managing a small team or a team of any size, Mm. how do you consider or manage the the health and wellness of your staff as well? Because it is yet another thing that you're taking on in, in being that leader to them. It absolutely is. In fact, through COVID, um, I had uh, one of my ladies doing some slightly different roles to what she normally does, and she was working remotely for part of that role. Mm-hmm. But she actually said to me, look, I really need to come in. It keeps me sane. And I said, yeah. fine, let, let's organise for you to do it in here then. So I think mm-hmm. it's important to be listening again, listening to the people that you're working with and understanding what their needs are. So whether they are emotional needs and having emotional support or whether they are practical things that you can do, like making the workplace available and what do we need to do to make sure that happens? Well, we had to have a COVID-safe plan, even though we only have two staff. We had to have, you know, sanitizers and face masks and we had to be quite rigid in those regulations and run like any organisation, whether there's 50 people or five. And, you know, face masks aren't comfortable, sure, but... I run a professional operation, whether there's two of us or 10 of us. So let's do it and and let's do the right thing. So Mm. um, I think, you know, normally I would give staff a little gift at Christmas and it's often a gift voucher so they can go and buy whatever they need. But, but, you know, this year I did something different and, and did some health coaching and I spent a little bit more than what I would normally, but I think that kind of gift is giving the gift of health and the person that I chose to purchase that uh, coaching from, I know is really good with emotional support as well as diet and general well-being. So for me, that's kind of the best thing that I could do to help my staff be in, you know, the best shape that they can for themselves to have their best life and be the best, you know, team member and the best parent if they are or whatever. So I think it's about being thoughtful with the sort of things that you're providing and making sure that you you are checking in and seeing how you're feeling, how you're feeling, tell me what's going on. And we can forget about that when it's busy. You think, well, we're not meant to be friends at work, but it's not about that. It's just being a kind leader and um, an understanding person and I guess, making sure that your your team is okay and they're doing okay. And, and that's just a, being a good person. That's a good person stuff, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. How lovely and considerate as well. And obviously in being able to be supportive of them in any way you can, you're going to get the best from them as an employee as well. That's right. And I want, I want them to feel safe. I mean, there's nothing mm. worse than feeling vulnerable and feeling like you're, you're not safe in your role. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, creating that safe place is important as well. So keep if, you, if you're going through tough times, and we certainly did, we, we had both our retail sector because we sell wholesale to a lot of retailers and we export. So both the retail sector, which um, was heavily impacted by COVID, and our export market, which was impacted by not only border closures and increases in air freight and sea freight rates to other countries and also the lack of need for our product and those sorts of things all together meant that 
business was severely impacted. So there's no doubt we went through a really tough time financially and it's important for your team to know how things are going and being able to be, I guess, transparent to a point where it's realistic but not frightening and not and not uh, over-glamorising it either, that we're okay mm. and then all of a sudden they get us to, to leave because there's no funds to keep them on. Mm. So yeah. it's finding that balance, I guess, keeping them in the loop to a point of, you know, what they need to be to feel um, like they know what's going on so there's no mm. sort of nasty shocks. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, perfect. And you, you nailed it. It's about that balance in between. Mm. So, Catherine, finally, what's one piece of advice you'd offer someone who's listening today who might be going through burnout themselves? I think it's really important to acknowledge it. Um, if you're feeling a bit of overwhelm, tired, emotional, <laughs> are not sleeping well, snappy, you know, all of those sorts of things can be signs that, you know, it's just getting a bit too much. And I think we need to be gentle on ourselves and it's okay to step back. Success is something different to everybody. If you choose to have a business which is a certain size or a team which is a certain size, that is purely up to you. Everybody's level of success is measured by what their own personal needs are. You don't have to be anything or do anything, you know. So I think Mm -hmm. rather striving for, well, I need to get into that retail chain and then I'll know I'm successful. Well, sometimes you grow your business, and I've certainly had this happen, where you have a much higher turnover and smaller profit. So is that successful? Well, it could be if you wanted to get into that particular retailer. But I think at the end of the day, when you get to my stage of business, it's taken a long time, you know, two and a half decades to Mm. reach a point where I know it's okay to not have certain things going on and it's all right to have the business operating at a level where I'm really happy and I can do the things that I want to do and have the lifestyle that I want to have. To me, that's success. And I've had the business a lot larger and and a lot smaller. So I'm at at the stage now where I'm happy with where it is and I'm able to do the things that I measure a successful life (laughs) on. And I think, yeah, so about, you know, being kind to yourself, really acknowledging when it's too much and stepping back accepting help, taking time out to do some mindfulness, making sure that you are practicing some gratitude because I can guarantee if you're focusing on the things that are going right and all the things you're grateful for, the things that are going wrong really do fade into the into the background. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. Wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Catherine. That's my pleasure. Uh, really appreciate your time today. It's been lovely chatting to you again and all the best with Aroma Baby. Thank you, Jess. Much appreciated. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.